Well, I've asked one of our leaders to, to share testimony to get us going here. And uh, Elizabeth Como is one of my favorite leaders. And I don't say that because she's the one that's coming up. I say it because she, well, she's a great leader, uh, but she leads, she's just all in for all the right reasons. And she leads with, with gospel intentionality. And um, she kind of started here about the same time that I did six or so years ago. She was coming for a short time before that to where she wanted to get plugged in. She just wanted to serve somewhere. And she approached Pastor John and said, uh, I want to serve with the seniors. And he said, that's great, but we don't really have a senior ministry, but you could start one. And so that was the beginning. And uh, so I've got to watch sort of, she presented to the staff her ideas. She, uh, she got a team of people around her and they started with a simple prayer meeting. And since then it's grown. There's now several small groups. There's a bus ministry. There is uh, a haircut outreach and not to mention the, the, the luncheon that's monthly that reaches like 60 plus seniors every single month. So she's just an incredible leader. And, but those programs are really only the surface. And if you watch Elizabeth, what you'll, what you'll see is it goes way beyond the programs, much deeper than that. She actually walks alongside the, the seniors. She, she disciples them and she shepherds them and often, often to the point of great personal sacrifice. So I asked her to share a little bit about what God's been doing in her life lately. Would you welcome Elizabeth? Thank you for that introduction. I um, feel humbled because it's really the Lord that has done all that work. Um, I had an experience a few years ago with the ministry where um, actually it involved some that, someone that wasn't quite a senior yet. And um, I was going to give her a ride to church, and I'd been doing this for a long time and got a little pouty about it one day when my husband and son decided to stay at home. And I thought, oh, if I didn't have to take her, I wouldn't have to go. And so immediately, I was like, you know what, Lord? I'm a brat. I cannot believe I just had that thought. And please just fix my heart so that I always say yes to you. So this isn't in my notes. <laughs> but I drove up to pick her up. And she's standing there and all excited. She goes, can you take these kids with us? And I got out and I said, uh, yes. Now, where's their mom, and, like, who am I taking? And I'm so pleased that the Lord did that, that I had that moment where I was like, let me say yes. That woman and her children have been attending our church for two years. She's really actively involved in the church, and I've seen her grow as a person. And so um, that does tie in. You know, the gospel message is that from John 4, 9 through 11, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. So what I've been asked to share today is a story of um, my walk with Lynn through her final days and her final weeks. And um, I'm nervous, so I apologize. I can tell my voice is a little shaky. But um, 
Lynn had this great little ministry with these pens, and I think most of you are familiar, but I'll go through it really quick. It was this pen, it had a little optical illusion to it, so if you looked at the lines, it almost looked like it was in Chinese or something, but if you looked at the spaces, it spelled Jesus. Everywhere that Lynn went, she handed out these pins. It didn't matter if you were the janitor at Valley Medical Hospital or the head surgeon at Valley Medical Hospital. First things first, do you have a pin? Do you want a pin? Do you know Jesus? Jesus loves you. That was, you know, she would give these out, and it was this gift that people couldn't say no to even if they really wanted to. And you could tell where Lynn had been based on all the pins around town, and she had thousands of them that she gave out. And so that was her ministry. Um, as her health declined, I had gone to several different doctor's appointments with her and become familiar with not just her health situation, but her family situation. And um, she didn't really have any family locally to support her. And so, you know, going through all these different medical choices, she really did need advocacy. So when she fell and broke four ribs, wound up in the hospital, um, my answer was yes. It was so orchestrated by God. That day I happened to be free and available and I was able to jump in and um, what became a seven week walk with Lynn every day. Um, and we kind of just were in ministry together in a way. I think of the verse, um, in First Corinthians, where Paul is saying, I planted seeds in your heart, and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. And I look at Lynn and I in that situation. She was handing out these little pins of seeds, and I was ministering to her needs and ministering to her family's grief and the situation and the guilt that they were going through, talking to numerous doctors, social workers, discharge planners, nurses' aides, and every opportunity, they would say, oh, are you her daughter? And I would get to say, no, I'm part of her church family. We're family through Jesus. And um, it was just a sweet ministry to share together. And so as she was declining one day to rehab, she did tell me, you know, I think I'm here to hand out pins. It was frustrating to her to be there and to not be at home and not get to go, 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 go. And so she found this reason there, and there were, everybody there had their Jesus pin. Um, and so, you know, I've, I've looked back on that and thought a lot, you know, hospitals and rehabs are a great place to share God's love. If you get in an elevator with someone and they're going up to see family, it's really an opportune time to say, hey, how's it going? Can I pray for you about something? I've never had anyone say no in a hospital or rehab to you praying for them. Um, and so in John 13, 34 through 35, it says, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So... Um, this, this love doesn't come for free. There, there are costs, and um, one of the things that I think I've had the most self-pity in this situation, you look back and you're like, 
wow, that was hard. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't qualified. I really was advocating for someone and making all these decisions that I didn't know what I was doing. It was like my first rodeo. But it all happened over the summer. And um, this was my son's 10-year-old summer, the one that I'll never get back. <laughs> but um, I felt this loss, like, ah, oh, you know what? We missed out on summer. School year is so tough, and we're just going to chill out and had some travel plans. We we're going to do some things. But he wound up spending hours upon hours sitting in the lobby at a rehab, sitting in the room with Lynn while she and I talked, and he was not the focus at all. And um, he was just very good about that and had actually counseled me through a few times when I realized, you know, Lynn is going to pass. I've been working this uphill battle to help her get healthy and to help her get home. This one night it hit me like, that's not what you're doing anymore. You're walking alongside her until I call her home. Um, it upset me, you know, and I was crying and my son came in and he goes, well, you know, it's okay to cry, but you can cry on your way to the rehab. And when you get there, you just put on your smile and you be that light that they need to see and be that light that Lynn needs to see. I just thought, wow, what maturity from this little kid, you know, and God gave him the words that I needed to hear at that time. Um, another aspect of this situation that came out to me is we don't always get to see the fruit from the seeds that we plant. Very often, our paths cross with someone and we're planting a seed and someone else may come and water or we're watering and then we have to move on to water something else and we don't get to see the fruit. But you know, it's not our fruit. It's God's fruit. He owns the vineyard. He owns the garden. It's not our fruit to count and we don't really need to worry about it. We need to say, yes, I'm going to water or I'm going to plant. Um, so... The night that Lynn passed away, I had talked to her family. They agreed that um, I should go there. The son that lives here didn't want to go, said he didn't want to remember his mom that way. And so at 11.30 at night, my family got in the car and we drove down to the rehab. And um, concerned, I didn't let my son go into the room, and I went in and there was a huge piece. This was not Lynn laying there in this bed. This was like a cellophane wrapper of Lynn. <laughs> it wasn't her. And the piece that I had was overwhelming. Like, this feels strange. I feel like I should be upset, and I'm not. In the meantime, my husband's in the lobby with my son. And um, he said, you know, James, I want to tell you I'm really proud of you. I know you didn't get to do much this summer and that you spent a lot of your time in this lobby, but I think mommy really appreciates your support. So my son replied, I have to, let me go back a second. My husband reads the Bible to my son almost every night, and they had just gone through 2 Corinthians. So my son replied, I think it's in 2 Corinthians. It says not to be a stumbling block to someone's ministry, and you can't go wrong <laughs> when you're doing the right thing for the Lord. And so I'll leave you with that verse. It's 2 Corinthians 6, 3 through 6. We put no stumbling blocks in anyone's path, 
so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, hardships and distress, in beatings, imprisonment, and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience, and kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and in sincere love. Thank you.